we'll start with the disclaimer that I could be wrong. None of us have a has a crystal ball in the future, but no, based on <laughs> David, you're never wrong. But, Don't say that. <laughs> but ba- that's what I always tell my wife. Anyway, I'm never <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. We upload a brand new podcast every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. If you have a question you want us to answer here on the podcast, just send an email to podcast at Mach1FG.com. If you want to learn more about your financial future, you can schedule a free consultation with any of our advisors here at Mach 1 with absolutely no obligation. Just head to Mach1FG.com for more information. Well, welcome back to the Mach 1 Market Moment. Today, we've got an interesting topic. We're going to be talking about what on everybody's mind, Bitcoin, digital currency. And I know all of us, we are experts at it. Don't laugh. We're not. But we are going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about some of the things you might want to know about it. All right. So, Matt, David, and Matt, you guys ready to jump into this? Let's We're go. excited. All right. All right. So, what is the future of digital currency, and really, does it matter to us? Matt, David, anybody you want to jump in? Well, I think, I think the world is, you see signs all around you, the world is going towards a, uh, a digital currency. Um, I was just at a University of Arkansas football game the other day, and they weren't taking cash at any of the concession stands that hurts and, my feelings by the way and i was at a, a grocery store the other day and as i was walking in the door there was a sign on the entryway that says due to a national coin shortage we ask that you either pay an exact change or pay with a credit card so and and now we're and we'll talk more about this during the course of this podcast but we see things like bitcoin we see something called fed coin coming down the road which again we'll talk more about here in a few minutes um and so we see all kinds of signs pointing towards a digital, a, a world that's full of nothing but digital currencies. So that's where I think things are going. So, David, you think we're going to be heading to a point where we're not going to be using cash? And for an old guy like me, I don't like that. Matt, what do you, what do you see? Yeah, cash is going away. <laughs> it's gone. And my, in my opinion, we've talked about this as, with a lot of our clients at some events. Like, we've been there for a while. It's just we've still had cash as an alternative. But we've been primarily operating as a in a digital kind of environment, anyways. We've just cash hasn't been completely gotten rid of. So, we, are we headed there? Yeah, a hundred percent. How fast? When it happens? You know, I don't know. And I don't think it's, it's it necessarily has to be scary. Um, it's just different. Yeah, I think. In fact, we talked about this last week preparing for this. You your take is, and I kind of agree with you that it's it's not really going to make a radical change in people's lives when we do get to a digital currency at least not in the short term yeah it may not have an effect on us in the short term david but you know it's getting more and more like the wild wild west and you just listen to what this lady here has to say from cnbc 
Um, he makes a point in saying it's the wild, wild west out there. I mean, we saw earlier right. this week the Litecoin situation, uh, that fake release that went out and said that Walmart was going to start accepting it. And it, it, it does make you looking at things, look at this and say, hey, maybe there, there is some regulatory oversight that's needed and maybe it'll take a little too long. I, I can kind of see him laying down his place markers as a way to get to the, just a signal that, hey, there's something coming, so you better sit up and, and, and pay a little more attention. All right, so, so what is coming? If we think it's the wild, wild west, and we hear about all these coins today, some of them are, you know, all-time highs, up almost 100% for the year. So what is coming, David? You got your crystal ball. Well, you know, there's an article out there. Uh, you can Google it if you haven't heard of it. You can Google China bans Bitcoin, and you can find plenty of articles where, you know, China effectively banned Bitcoin here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, that that caused uh, Bitcoin to drop, I think, something like 5% on the day that they announced that news. I kind of alluded to this earlier where uh, the Fed is even tossing about the possibility of creating something they call the Fed coin, which is also known as the digital dollar. So, um, you know, I've, I've been of the opinion for a long time that eventually all these cryptocurrencies were going to get squashed by the sovereign powers, the United States and the Chinas and sovereign powers of the world, eventually creating their own digital currencies. And they're going to, you know, essentially ban these competing, competing currencies because no sovereign power is going to allow some non-sovereign non-sovereign entity like a Bitcoin to take over their um their nation's currency and become eventually become potentially a world's reserve currency, which we talked about what that what a world's reserve currency means last week. So that's where I think we're going to see more and more countries follow suit like China and start to outlaw uh, other cryptocurrencies and uh, so that they're so that they are not a competitor or a threat to. Uh, these sovereign currencies. Well, David, today alone, Jamie Dimon, who's the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, just said Bitcoin is worthless. But he acknowledges people want it, kind of like cigarettes, so they're buying it. But what you're alluding to is, yeah, they may be buying it today, but their government's going to come in and create their own. So what happens to Bitcoin and Ethereum, Matt? Well, I think, you know, to, I really think we're actually a ways past the whole, like, Fed and central governments creating their own digital currency being uh, being a huge um, threat to cryptocurrencies. And, and what I mean by that is early on when this whole Bitcoin, Ethereum, all these things were new, there was this rush to think kind of these early adopters that were saying, hey, this is the new way of the future. This is how you're going to transact. This is how you're going to pay for things. This is how. And I think there's still probably some people there. But a majority of like crypto people now, it's truly like a tradable asset. Like they're trading it and investing in it, not near as much for like the use of a currency as they were early in the beginning. And so, you know, will governments, will central banks, feds like regulate it and squash it from a currency perspective and eliminate its use and threat to take over? A hundred percent. I think it's happening and will continue to happen. But does that mean like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies won't be around? Not necessarily. It's just they're not going to be used as true currency or, you know, transaction things. It doesn't mean people won't still try to buy it or invest in it. So you think of cryptocurrency as like an asset versus a currency? Yeah, well, I think that's exactly what like it is. Like an asset class now, almost. Kind of like we were talking before 
again, in our prep time, you ta- you compared it to art. I think that's a good example if you want to. Yeah. So like if you look at a piece of art, you know, I could be staring at a hundred million dollar piece of art and it wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't know what it was, wouldn't know its value, wouldn't maybe give a dollar for it because it's worthless to me in terms of my just desire to own it. Uh, but to someone else, they might literally fork over a hundred million dollars to own it. Right. And so if, if something is rare, you know, if Bitcoin or Ethereum and some of these currencies or crypto assets kind of hang around and there's still a desire to own them and there's a finite number of them, then, I mean, it, they could they could be around forever and still be, you know, hold value. They just may not be something you can ever walk into the grocery store and use to buy groceries with, which I think, again, we're kind of past that point anyways. I'm sure your art instructor at Harding University is real happy to hear <laughs> what you had to say about art. But yeah. We'll move on. Okay. So what's going to happen here in the U.S.? China supposedly banned it, if you want to think of that. There's an article today that said, yeah, it was kind of a shadow ban. You think it would be banned here in the U.S., David? Well, to Matt's point, I, do I think it would be banned just in terms of people being able to uh, buy and sell it like like a piece of art or some other asset class. I think Matt's probably right there. Probably that will probably continue to be allowed, but do I think that there, that it will be banned in terms of its use as a currency? I absolutely believe it will be banned in terms of its use as a currency because of it for exactly the reasons I stated earlier. If you, if you allow some other currency to creep in and, and gain more and more power eventually, it, it, if it if it becomes widely adopted by enough people, it could become a threat to the sovereign currency of the country. In, the, in our case, the dollar, in China's case, the yuan or whatever. And no country is ever going to allow that to even be a remote possibility. It's counter to their sovereign interest as a nation. So, yeah, I think that we will see it banned as a, uh, we will see it not allowed in terms of, uh, to be used as a currency. And if you think back, I mean, uh, maybe people are are wanting to believe that, well, it'll always maintain its value in terms of an asset class or something to be traded, uh, like, you know, art or whatever. Um, maybe they're doing that because they don't, maybe there's people that are, that are saying that or people who are kind of emotionally invested in, in crypto because they were early adopters of it and they kind of viewed it as their, um, I hate to say it, but they're get rich quick type scheme, you know, and now it's becoming clear that it's not going to be what they thought it was. And so maybe that's kind of their defense, natural self-defense mechanism to, to think of it this way. But ultimately it Bitcoin and all these cryptocurrencies had been sold as DeFi, decentralized finance, meaning the ability to go outside some sovereign government and be able to buy and sell stuff with a currency at the end of the day that's what the value of a currency is it is simply a means to it is a means by which you buy and sell stuff with and so if you if you think about cryptocurrency as a currency after all it is called crypto currency it is not going to be valuable as a currency going forward well that goes along with depending on what article you read about why china banned crypto and bitcoin and all that so they can create their own so they can like you've alluded to already to be the world's reserve currency if you use their digital currency around the world they supplant the u.s dollar and now we are in a pickle but that's we can suppose and surmise is uh, with the best of them here okay so now we had all the good news cryptocurrency you heard it here first, October 2021. David says they're going to be worthless, so don't invest in them. You heard it. Okay. So what does that mean to the average Joe? 
person that listened to this podcast said, hey, this is what Mach 1 had to say about cryptocurrencies. Get out of it. It's going to be worthless. Well, what does it mean to average Joe, Matt? Well, my opinion is it, it's no different than any other investment. If Don't invest in anything you don't understand. Yep. If you understand it and you tr- you truly get the technology behind it and you're a believer in maybe the way that's going to innovate different sectors or industries or capabilities with it, like that I think is an investable um, belief or you know knowledge that you have speculatively just going in and buying it because you see the prices making these big swing you know I don't that's I don't recommend somebody go buy a stock just because the stock's swinging around and it looks like a cool stock to buy so I wouldn't recommend people do it but yeah so I don't know I'm, I guess I'm not overly opinionated on do or don't just don't like anything don't invest it uh, if you don't understand it don't get it and and my take on it would be and and this just comes from you know my belief on where I think things are headed. I uh, will start with the disclaimer that I could be wrong. None of us have a has a crystal ball in the future, but no, based on <laughs> David, you're never wrong. But, Don't say that. But ba- that's what I always tell my wife. Anyway, I'm never <laughs> wrong. <laughs> no, I, I she she knows better than that. But um, you know, based on my belief that it's going to eventually become worthless over time as a currency, I would say if you've if you've uh, ridden some of the Bitcoin wave up and you've made money on it, my advice would be to cash out and not trust that there's going to be someone out there that keeps bidding it even higher than you bid it. I think that's a risky a risky bet to make right now on crypto. Well, you know, Warren Buffett says, buy low, sell high. When everyone's greedy, be fearful. When everyone's fearful, be greedy. Right now, there's a lot of people greedy. I mean, it just topped more than $57,000 today. It's up 98% for the year. If you've made a profit in it, it now be a great time to harvest some of that profit. And the, the other side of that, and again, I'm just kind of playing the other side, not that I necessarily believe or I, I definitely don't transact on these right. these comments. But, but, you know, just because the government or the Fed or central banks are going to regulate doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be worthless either. Because, I mean, you look at anything the government regulates, it doesn't take away the the demand for it. That's right? True. Look at, like, liquor in the prohibition period, right? Or, or Did, cigarettes. Or cigarettes. Or, I mean, if anything, it drove the price up because yeah. it makes it harder to do. It That's makes true. it more, you know, higher demand, harder to get. And so... How it all to David's point, nobody, none of us know. I think we can all agree that the sovereign governments, of, you know, the Fed, central banks aren't going to let it take over as the form of currency. We're all in agreement there. What it looks like and its value long term, it's anybody's best guess. And how regulation impacts that, I think I could make an argument that it it completely wrecks its value, and that it maybe even historically looking at examples, it could it could benefit from regulation. Well, things we do know. Number one, there's nothing backing it. There's right. nothing right. that backs That's right. any of these digital currencies. None of them are regulated, uh, and you can do it all. You know, it would be great for drug dealers to buy and sell stuff because nobody knows. It's completely anonymous. And as far as I understand it, it's just a computer program, and it uses blockchain. And if somebody wanted to go and delete that program, everything evaporates. So that's enough to keep me out of it. So. <laughs> and I would just uh, close this discussion by saying if you if you have ridden some of the wave up and you've made some money, even if you haven't made a lot of money, if you made some money, no one ever lost money from selling while they were up. 
So you, you know. heard it here first. <laughs> you never lost money when you sell when the price is up. Heard it from David Lee. Up Y'all higher than where you bought it, to be clear, obviously. Matt and David, we've had a lively discussion about Bitcoin today. Uh, David says it's going to be worthless. Matt says it's like art. And I'm saying if you've made money in it, cash out. Because, <laughs> I mean, think about what happened to GameStop earlier in the year. People bid it up, bid it up, bid it up, and all of a sudden, boom, it dropped. So you don't want to be the last person holding the bag when everybody leaves and turns the lights out. I don't know if you summarize my opinion. Well, but <laughs> we'll leave it at that. All right. Well, let me give you a thought of the day. And this is coming from Alan Greenspan. He knows a little bit about currency and about markets. Alan says, you have to really stretch your imagination to infer what the intrinsic value of Bitcoin is. I haven't been able to do it. Maybe someone else can, and that's Alan Greenspan. You have to really stretch your imagination to infer what the intrinsic value of Bitcoin is. I haven't been able to do it. Maybe someone else can. Maybe you can, and if you can, share it with us here at Mach 1 Market Moment. Uh, You'll get information here on how to leave us a comment, ask us a question. We'd love to hear from you. But that's it for today. We look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mock-1financial.com slash disclosures.